Welcome to the Marvel Evolution Show with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Straub. We are here today and we are going to be talking about Next Avengers, uh, Heroes of Tomorrow. We're going to be getting you some news of the week. Um, but before we do that, Alex, how are you? Good, good, good. I, uh, yeah. I got to say, I was a little bit surprised when I watched this movie, Next Avengers, because there was a few things that I noticed in it this, this time around that I did not notice the first time, and it left me kind of scratching my head a little bit, you know? We'll talk about this in a minute, but what, when we get to it, think about what was different between the first time you watched it, and I mean like the scenario, like your, mm-hmm. scenario, your personal scenario, what was different this time to, to uh, sorry, sorry, last time, the first time, to this mm-hmm. time. There's the obvious, like you was watching it this time, like me and like Jarian, to do this. Mm-hmm. But like, what else was different? Obviously, you was a bit younger. I don't know how much younger, but anyway, mm-hmm. think about that. Anyway, Jarian, how are you? Doing all right, doing good. Yeah, had a good week. Busy, you know, into the quarter, fiscal quarter. So okay, busy week, busy month. So yeah, nice, nice. Um, so uh, just before we get stuck into that, so um, as we uh, as I did for Wakanda Forever, I'm going to try and go to the Ant Man premiere uh, in London. Um, it's the 16th, which is odd because it's literally the day before it comes out. Um, but that's going to be quite cool. I'm quite looking forward to it. But I was this time I was so for the Wakanda Forever premiere. I took um, the couple of Funkos. I took the Namor Funko. I had the Mbaku Funko. My son had a, 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 a just a standard issue of Black Panther comic, and he got it signed by all the cast, and that was great. So this time, he, he wants to take the Giant Man Funko. He's got the Giant Man, which I've got behind me, but he's got it awesome. in a box as well. It's a great Funko, isn't it? Yeah, it's it really so cool. Awesome. But he wants to take that. He's got the box, and he wants to try and get that signed by Paul Rudd. And So I think Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Jonathan Majors, and the, the girl's name eludes me actually um who's playing cassie but she's going to be in it. she's there as well but he wants to try and get that signed but i was i went to the comic store and i was trying to find a comic that i thought would be quite cool to get signed and i have got a backup of an ant-man a modern ant-man and a wasp comic um as a as a backup but i, I found this um and i thought this would be really cool look can you see that oh nice. that's awesome yes so that's um that's an Avengers, uh, Britain's greatest issue um, about Kang, um, Kang taking over the centuries. So it's all black and white inside. It's a, it's a great little, great little find. It's the old style sort of wide comic as well. You know, it's not those sort of slim comics that you get now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a great find from um, February the second, nineteen seventy three. So I'm wow. hoping to get at least Jonathan Majors to sign this. I think that'd be really cool. It's but, hard uh, to believe that's fifty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, now you make, now you're making me feel old. It was only a little while before I was born. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. Oh god, that really making me feel old. But um, yeah, so so that that was fun. That was fun finding that. That was the first time I think I've ever really spent a long, long time flicking through comic boxes. You know, mm-hmm. I think before that I've kind of known what I've want wanted to find. Do you, do you know what I mean? Where this, I was kind of like, I don't really know what I want to find. I was just trying to find something and it was like oh i like that i like that that's a good option and then that one cropped up and yeah but uh yeah so i'm quite looking forward to that on the 16th hopefully gonna meet um have a little marvel evolution meet up so uh met monty last summer looking to meet uh tim 
uh, and meet him in London for the uh, for the premiere. So that should be fun. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Obviously, I'm not with no expectations. I'm not sort of sitting there thinking it's going to be the same as Wakanda forever because it may well not be. Um, but who knows? Um, and other than that, I've just been watching Heroes of Tomorrow. So <laughs> without further ado, let's get stuck into it. Um, and obviously, if we, we shared the link on the page. Um, uh, you know, if you found it on a stream um, on uh, Netflix or on... Uh, was it on a, a streaming service over in the UK, Alex? I'm sure you said you found it somewhere. Well, uh, it used to be on Netflix. That was yeah. where I watched it some years ago. Um, I think I watched it for the first time, like, when I was in college and... Obviously, I think some things obviously changed up as, you know, Disney kind of got a hold of a lot more Marvel properties. Um, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, it's not unfortunately. Marvel. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure where it is now, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I know I think I watched it on the link that that uh, yeah. you shared. But um, yeah, but I, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I thought it was on Disney Plus, but I could be very wrong about that. I'm surprised, not... that, it, I'm surprised it isn't. If I'm honest, but having said that, looking looking on Disney Plus, there's a quite a lot of animated movies. If I'm right, I think there's there must there's probably not on Disney Plus though. There there must be sort of a dozen animated movies. I swear I've seen a dozen animated Marvel movies in the past, mm -hmm. and they're not on Disney Plus. A lot of them. Maybe, maybe, there's a lot of shows. A, yeah, but not movies. Maybe it's a rights issue, or you know they haven't reverted back to to Disney slash Marvel yet, and they're just waiting for them to to come back in. Mm -hmm. but um you know regardless of where we watched it and and uh, how we saw it and where you can find it now i mean obviously you can buy it on dvd you can find it on blu-ray um but um we um we watched it we've all watched it it's uh like i said next avengers heroes of tomorrow the basic premise is around it's a a future scenario where ultron has taken over the world He's devastated everything. He's killed all the original Avengers, um, which is quite dark, to be fair, for a for a kids for a kids show. All the parents are dead, um, and uh, it centres around this sort of next generation of of Avengers, their kids, um, which is quite interesting. There's you've got you've got uh, James, who's uh, Cap and Natasha's son. You've got um, Torin, who's Thor's daughter. You've got um, Azuri who is Black Panther's son. You've got Pim. There's no actual name. It's just Pim, who's um, obviously Hank and the Wasp's Janet. son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you've got um, Francis. Francis, who's who's Hawkeye's son, who we'll talk about a little bit more in a while. Um, but um, obviously, it's a, kids it's a kids movie. It's an animated kids movie. But like I said just before we we came on um there are some there are some elements to it that i think are a little bit more serious a little bit darker i think it does find its way a little bit later on in the series but just before we start what do we think of those characters those 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 kids so two things that i noticed in the quick little like where it talks about you know the avengers went on to have lives and everything i'm pretty sure that black panther's son's mother is storm Yep. Because in that shot, it, yep, it's the power set. It's in that shot. They show like a lightning bolt and what looks like a reference maybe to Storm. So I thought that was really cool. I never noticed that the first time. So like, you know, like the first time I watched that movie, I was like, why does he have like electrical powers? And then I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like watching this. And I was like, now it makes sense. The second thing, James is totally named after Bucky. 
James. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I was like, I was like watching it this time around, and I was like, huh, why did I not notice that the first time? Like, you know, like it. I thought that was a nice little touch that they threw mm. in there. Thought it was very yeah. cool. That's a good catch, actually. I didn't even think about that because uh, the whole time they they very they make a big point of calling him James a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I don't think I don't think they name the other character. They do name him, obviously, but that you know tony says james all the time he's like james do this it's very clear when they say his name and i like that that's a great catch i didn't even think about that great catch um but and and the yeah the storm the storm i think that's a good assumption to make isn't it that mm-hmm. you know it, he's storm's son um and i thought, found it interesting that that pim's son didn't have a name and even if i waited for the credits because i was like did i miss the name of this kid and i didn't it's just called pim that's yeah, it. I, I thought that was his name, just Pim. Well, wait, obviously, yeah. Pim Pim. Yeah. He's a Pim Pim. That's his name. And it was interesting, too, that not actually all the Avengers did die, though, because Tony's still alive, Bruce is still alive, and Thor is still alive, which makes me interesting that Thor is still out there, but kind of abandoned his daughter until almost towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind, so, of, he kind of yeah. does that whole, I'm going to let you kind of work it out yourself kind of thing. He, he does that thing that Odin did to Thor in the first MCU Thor movie where he, like, sends him to Earth to learn his humanity, like, says that line to her where he's like, oh, yeah, I wanted you to learn humanity. It's the same thing that Odin basically did to me, you know, a long time ago. In, in a way, yes, but she still had her power set, though, where Thor didn't. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But it was interesting, though, that when she was fallen, though, that she'd learned how to call her, the, the sword back to her when she thought it was lost and thought she was worthless in that moment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It, it, here's an interesting thing and i know alex you'll like to talk about this but um and i think i've said this before on this show and i've certainly said it before somewhere or other is superman i never understood superman until um i someone told me and i don't think it was you it was somebody but somebody told me superman's problem isn't about if he can intervene it's should he intervene Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he can do pretty much whatever he wants to do, and he could stop pretty much anything. But should he? Like, he's, he's, he's you know, do humans or whoever it is have to work some some stuff out for themselves? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it? And I guess I'm thinking maybe was four along these lines in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It's almost like that line that Jeff Goblin said in Jurassic Park, like you know. You didn't think you didn't stop and think you know you should you know you could but you didn't stop and think if you should and in this case thor stopped and thought i'm not going to intervene i'll let thorin know, my daughter yeah. thorin my, my daughter thorin do it figure it out but if she gets into a spot where she needs some kind of reassurement i you know i will show up for that moment and he did it just kind of feels like thor kind of turned his back on midgard you know what i'm saying kind of in that perspective of like he's just letting ultron do whatever and it's like well that's one of your nine realms you know like you're supposed to yeah. be i mean you would assume that he's like probably like the king of asgard in that universe they, they uh, say they say yeah. that don't they they say yeah. odin died so that's why he had to go back to mid uh to midgard yeah but you, got, but you also have to think too is that he's probably keeping his eye on things and see you know can they can the young new next avengers figure this out you know, will this stay self-contained to Midgard, or do I have to get intervened? And I think that's what he did is seeing, let's see how far this goes. There's still hope there. All but is not still lost young. yet. 
Yep. They were still young. They were still only small. You know, they he had to give them, they're not going to intervene. They're not going to solve the problem when they're nine, are they? Yeah. They're going to have to wait until they're teenagers to be able to solve this problem, which obviously they then did. Um, and we'll get on to how they solved the problem in a little while because we all found that quite funny before we went live. Um, but um, so, yeah, really good. I thought the Hawkeye, uh, the character, and I, I, there was a certain line that I really loved when Hulk, um uh hawkeye or francis was talking to tony and he said oh what would my dad do my dad you know my dad did it and tony was like your dad would punch me in the face and then help me <laughs> and i really i love those lines when like um when the avengers or not just avengers but a character shows how much they know another character by saying something really sort of um really honest and really okay. truthful you know i think i pointed out a moment a little while ago where there was a line where uh, in um i think it was in schism uh, x-men story where um cyclops is talking to i can't remember the person who it is but he's talking to somebody who badmouths wolverine and wolver and, and cyclops basically says you know you're not worth half a wolverine i'd rather have wolverine on his on his worst day than have 10 of you you know, don't disrespect Wolverine. And there's a great line as well in one of the X-Men movies where somebody badmouths Charles to Magneto and Magneto basically defends Charles. And I mm, really yeah. love those moments. I think it was the one with, Py I think it was Pyro that said something mm -hmm. to Magneto, I think. I think it was like in The Last Stand, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it was in that film. I, th I think it was what you're talking about, that line. Because Magneto and Xavier are kind of like, two sides of the same coin almost mm. you know like i mean they're just they they kind of believe the same thing they just handle it differently kind of yeah they they want they want the same thing but they just go in a completely different of ways to get there yeah Definitely. but my point is i think i love those moments where characters show how much another character means to them or how much they know that character and i think that moment that line you know clint would have punched me in the face and then come and help me and i really love that because that kind of you know that's almost true, isn't it? You know, how many times did you hear Clint in the MCU, for example, say to, you know, almost like, not belittle Tony, but have a go at him, have a dig at him. He, he quite often did that, you know, and I quite mm -hmm. like that. And, and Clint Barton as a character in the comics, he's very, you know, says it how he is, mm -hmm. which is great because he's only a human and he says it how it is to all these people. One, one character that I felt like kind of bothered me in this movie was Ultron. Because they have that one line where they talk about Ultron takes over like half the planet in 13 years. And I'm like, it took him 13 years <laughs> to take over half the planet. 13 years? Like, he wiped out everybody, but he's like still just creeping along. And they say something like, he's going to try and take Asia next or whatever. He hasn't gotten there yet. And I'm like, so why did it take him so long? Because like, you know, in the MCU, he was about to wipe out like the entire planet in like three yeah. days of being alive, like or be existing, you know, so I mean, like it's like Skynet took over quicker than Ultron did. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it had to take him that long because the kids had to grow up. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids had to well, grow up. Th they could have put some nuance in there for that, though. It's like, why was he not spreading and conquering as fast as he could? You know what was going on, you know, besides Hawkeye being out there. You know, still alive, which Tony didn't know until the Vision told him. Um, you know, what was the resistance? Was Vision the resistance out there? And that's why it, it took so long. What was keeping him from expanding his empire? Uh -huh. mm. Yeah, was there? Was there? I mean, he, he showed. Well, actually, um, 
that's a good point because about halfway through the movie they they get to ultra city don't they the kids and they go and find the sort of trophy room and then when the lights come on it shows you all of the trophies it's not just the the main avengers that he's got trophies for he's got all these other i guess heroes and villains i was trying to spot to see if there was any you know like the shoes in the she hulk yeah. thing whether there was any i couldn't really make out any characters um in particular but obviously there was hundreds and hundreds of trophies that he'd got so maybe it was that that was slowing him down you know the fact like that he had pockets to defeat, of other yeah yeah he had to defeat all these different heroes whether they were heroes or villains he had to delete he had to defeat somebody which it's it's strange that uh that ultron would keep trophies like that because it shows that there's like a sentimental value for mm -hmm. his kills you know like almost like it's it's like yeah. a killmonger marking himself kind of like every time he gets another kill yeah and it's it's so so in uh wasteland in uh old man logan obviously red skull keeps the trophies doesn't he of all the mm -hmm. heroes and that actually becomes part of his downfall um in the end of that but um that makes sense because red skull is as he's at the end of the day he's a human isn't he um but uh ultron isn't and a friend of mine always used to laugh about uh villains in movies and things like that when they uh no actually i'll tell you what it was it was one of the terminator remakes and the Terminator was like playing with the person that they were trying to kill. And he was like, this is just a robot that's designed to kill. Like, why is it playing with the person? Why doesn't it just kill him? Like, well, it's not designed to play with him and throw him across the room. Why don't it just chop its head off? Mm -hmm. So again, like, you know, that, like you said, that shows that there is some sort of humanity to Ultron. But I didn't even said that. I think in the MCU, he kind of showed that a little bit, didn't he? Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, uh, easy. Is he totally dead as such? Like, is he just a robot? Well, think mm -hmm. about his, his programming, right, though? Because wasn't Ultron basically kind of a mix uh, of um, of Tony and, and Banner? Because they're ones that kind of, well, in the MCU, they kind of program them. So you got to think in this one, did they say it was Tony responsible in this one? Or was it yeah, Tony. Okay. Mm -hmm. So probably similar route that there's probably essence parts of Tony or just what he's learned through the internet of stuff that he's kind of pulled some personality into his programming, possibly. Mm -hmm. he, he was far more methodical in in this in this animated movie than he was in the mcu in the mcu yes. he was he there was definitely some emotion coming through at times wasn't there some mm -hmm. cockiness too yeah, yeah yeah the human human attributes mm -hmm. I guess. It, 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 it was like he looked at humanity as like a bacteria and he was like i gotta just wipe this clean real quick in the movie you know like it's causing all these issues and and i'm the next best thing kind of type thing yeah, just, shall I tell you what it got? It gave me vibes of, especially the Ultra City was uh, the Matrix. Yes, mm -hmm. well, yes, mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, I guess it's the third one because you don't really see it until the third one, do you? Um, uh, revolutions, but it gave me those vibes of of you know going into this robot city that was completely sort of all these little robots were doing all the jobs, and um, I think that was just going on to the Matrix. The Matrix, by the way, is one of my the first one is one of my favorite movies of all time. Just, absolutely brilliant come around uh, come out at a time for me when i was sort of 17 18 years old and it was just mind-blowing you know what you're seeing on the screen but um and the third one yeah okay i know the second and third ones <laughs> we don't need to get into that discussion but there still were some great elements in both of those movies you know okay on the whole they weren't great i i understand but there were some really really great pieces i mean the second one had some absolutely beautiful fight scenes and action piece i mean that car chase scene for like 20 minutes was incredible mm -hmm. um the twins the twins yeah i mean yeah, yeah, they yeah. were so underutilized as well they could have been awesome and those guys knew 
um, hand-to-hand combat. Those those guys. That's why they that's why they hired them because they were really great. And you kind of like I only saw it for about a minute, not even that. But anyway, point being is that that was really exciting to see um, the the robot city in the third one because they were sort of building it up through the whole thing, you know, the whole trilogy. And you're like, I can't wait to see this. And it was quite interesting seeing all the little robots scurrying around. And yeah, Ultra City definitely gave me those vibes. Uh, from the chat here, uh, MCU Ultron had a big ego too. Wonder where he got that. But speaking of Ultron, I was kind of disappointed in how fast Ultron was able to take over the Iron Avengers, right? You know, that was Tony's failsafe. So, so one, the kids launching them an accident was kind of a weird thing. That being to where he found where they were to kind of go attack there and, and take Iron Man hostage. But then three, how quickly he was able to infect them and take them over as his own. It was like, Tony's smarter than this. If, if Tony was, you know, responsible for Ultron, Tony should have some failsafes in not only in his armor, but in the Iron Avengers as well, for them not to be owned so quickly by Ultron. And they have that that tech virus in this movie that they talk about, that ever yep. since like Ultron's developed, it's started to like infect all other forms of tech, and it's causing all these other issues. So like, I think Vision was talking about, like he feared it even himself. So, you know, Tony Stark wearing an Iron Man suit, he's going to have to fear that. And at one point, he's fighting Ultron. He infects his suit. He starts kicking pieces off of the suit because it's like infected tech. So it's kind of like, I mean, you know, he obviously wants to take Tony because he wants to learn about these kids that have, mm-hmm. he has no knowledge of because yep. he has no surveillance of because he has no record of them, you know, anywhere. So he just knows that the Avengers had kids and that's it. And he knows nothing about them. So I think that could have been solved that what you were saying there, Joe, by one line and that would be Tony saying they weren't ready yet. Mm-hmm. yeah Do you know what i mean like that that was kind of the impression that i got anyway or almost that he designed them and then realized it won't work mm-hmm. and but, then didn't and didn't launch them for the reason yeah that Ultron would have taken them over or they either weren't ready but i was like that could have been easily sort of gone like well why hadn't he used them then like they were sitting he's got this great tool at his disposable why what at his disposal why has he not launched them yet his response time to it was like 45 seconds like ultron's <laughs> there and you're like man like he got here so quick but yet like it takes him 13 years to yeah, yeah exactly to half the earth, yeah huh? like okay i suppose i suppose that's that that's our critical um our critical eye i mean we, we we watch movies all the time as just general movies we watch marvel movies and superhero movies even more often than that so we've got a critical eye on it and obviously we have to remember that this is a kids movie at the end of the day so there are things that we're going to have to kind of you know gloss over a little bit and just kind of go well it is it is what it is because it's a kids movie but i do agree that kind of he never really explained why he hadn't used them in the like in the past and you kind of like that could have been sold what like in two seconds by they weren't ready yet and then that's it well, and if you notice that there was no Iron Man one, so it was almost like Tony was like trying to build a replacement Iron Man army of his previous Avengers to go fight Ultron at some point. Yeah. No Hulk either. Yeah, no Hulk either. So it was yeah. like it was like Tony almost planned one day, like he knows the Hulk's still out there. Tony's still here. The rest of them died, and he makes one for every like dead Avenger to replace them almost. So, so speaking of that, I can't remember. Did he know that Hulk was still alive? I think he did from late in the movie i i think he knew he was somewhere out there but didn't know but also too in the same breath he didn't know hawkeye's son was still alive until vision told him 
So he, maybe he didn't know. Maybe the vision knew. Maybe he found out without off screen somewhere. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I mean, he still made the the Hawkeye robot though, you know. So like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure that he probably thought that like Hawkeye was kind of dead, maybe as well, you know. So this brings me on quite nicely, actually, to the to what I was saying about these slightly not darker tones necessarily, but let's, let's say serious, more serious tones, and more emotional, emotionally touching um, tones, I guess. Um, there was that moment where James approached his dad's one, his dad's robot, and was like, I wonder if it's got my dad's voice or my dad's memories, you know? And you can really see that actually, these are kids that were orphaned when they were mm -hmm. babies, you know? It's actually quite a, you know, all of them, and their parents were murdered by this robot that they're being trained and kept safe from. Like, actually, when you look at it like that, it's quite a sort of, you know, like I say, quite quite a, a dark tone to that that piece of the movie, really. You know, and he, he had that like little moment. The music changed a little bit, and you were kind of like, "Ah, oh, poor lad!" Like, you know, and, and his dad was Captain America. You know, if you want to meet your dad, if your dad's Captain America, you're going to want to meet him. And that was a great line when when he said uh, Ultron said about the fact that Captain America was the one that kind of united them, you know, and uh, you kind of feel sorry for James that he doesn't get a chance to meet his dad, you know, in that, in that capacity or speak to his dad and learn from his dad that way. And I think that that was, um, that was a, a, a touching little moment for, for me. I, I kind of, you know, I like Cap and I found that quite a touching moment. There's two lines that I really like in this movie, and it's one that you just said about how Ultron's like, you know, the problem with Captain America was he inspired the, Inven uh, the mm -hmm. Avengers. And then at one point, Ultron, I think, is talking to Tony, and he says something like, you have nothing left. You've lost. And he's like, no, we have hope, and he's like, a human delusion. <laughs> or, or yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. To that hope effect. Is, yeah. And, and, and and uh i just i just i think that's kind of funny because it's kind of similar to inspiring as well to me so it's like ultron kind of said the same thing two different yeah, ways twice, nice know? yeah okay yeah what, what what do you speaking of the iron avengers i i thought the black panther one was pretty cool how, how that kind of transformed Changed. into a panther yeah when they were going mm -hmm. through that final battle when they were actually working together to take him out that, that was a pretty cool thing to see him transform into that I wanted to see the Black Widow because the Black Widow one starts to do it, doesn't she? She grows the another set of arms. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I mean, I, I have seen it. I think I watched it with my kids when they were a lot younger. Um, and we'll get onto that. And I said to you, Alex, about what was different between like the first time and the second time, and we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I couldn't quite remember whether she did it because when he turned into a panther, you're like, is she going to turn into a spider? Like that'd be great. Mm -hmm. She turns into this big spider. You know, I thought that'd be awesome. Um, and then and then the wasp as well. Talking about the the Iron Avengers, where the wasp come from? Because they even make a point, don't they? The kids saying there's not a pixie. Yeah. And obviously the pixie was hiding inside, you know, Hank and he spits well. loads of them out. Yeah. Um, so that was quite cool. Um, but um, yeah, I think that um, they were, they were really cool little robots actually. And I, I quite liked the way they looked, to be honest. I thought they looked really good. I'd like to see them in live action. Yeah. It, it's a shame we didn't get to see more of them fighting Ultron where he just wiped mm. the floor with them so quickly. It'd have been good to yeah. have at least a decent fight scene first and mm -hmm. then do that but it was like nope they're mine and it was it was that was a little bit of a um an alex will laugh at this that was a little bit of a gore the god butcher moment wasn't it because it was like here's gore the god butcher let's not see him butcher any gods and it was like here's these here's these robots and it, and off screen you know as the kids are running it's like captain america offline you know thought no. offline <laughs> offline you're like show me 
<laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> there was uh, there was one point in this movie where somebody tells uh, James, they're like, James, you don't have any powers. And I'm like, at the beginning <laughs> of this movie, he kicks somebody like 100 feet. Like, what do you mean he doesn't have any powers? He's yeah. totally like got some blood of the super soldier running in him, you know, like totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of James, too, it was interesting how they did his his shield. It was like a device on his arm. It wasn't like a normal, you know, um, vibranium shield like Cap has. It was actually more of a tech-based shield. That, that was pretty interesting, too, as well. But when that got destroyed in that fight, he actually used the Iron Cap's uh, shield to fight after that. Yeah, he did. And it, it, made, it was interesting, actually. I'm glad you brought that up, Joan, actually, because he, he throws it a couple of times, doesn't he? He throws it mm -hmm. at Tony's... Um, like shackles and, and breaks the shackles but he also throws it at something that's closing and it, it holds the thing that's closing doesn't it and it's almost like that um little bit what i was thinking when i saw that was a little bit like that hard light power that um yep. miss marvel's got mm -hmm. you know where it's kind of there for a little while and then it that breaks construct, and yep. yeah this is it so i wonder how that was made i mean it looked like a gauntlet at times didn't it maybe something that iron man that you know tony had made for him to wear and obviously the shield was a little bit sort of Tony-esque shield, you know, like the shield he puts up in um, Endgame that, that yep. you know, to protect him and Clint. Varndor Protocol. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting, actually. And, and the fact that he can transition to, to Cap's, the, you know, the shield that the Iron Cap had was uh, was was pretty cool. But um, I, I love, do you know what, talking about James, actually, I loved his outfit. I thought his outfit was great. You know, that kind of... I don't Nixon, know what that's called. Scarlet, I mean, Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow, and uh, you know Captain America. You know, yeah, kind of one of those great. things where it had kind of like the red kind of star on the top, kind of you know the leather. But the, yeah, that was that was really cool. But I, what's that that item of clothing called? Where it comes right over, like the buttons come right over. There's an item, of, but it and the big collar. I thought it looked mm -hmm. great, like a peacoat type good. thing. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. it, it's a peacoat the way that operates like that. Yeah, but yeah. that could be something more specific, but usually on peacoats. Yeah, that was really cool. And, and then getting towards the end of the movie, because it doesn't take long to get through. It's only a 78 long, uh, a 78 minute movie, um, because then it's a kid's movie. You know, we've got to remember that. Um, that they, they solve the whole problem by just getting the Hulk involved. But, when in doubt, but, break glass for Hulk. <laughs> break glass for Hulk. That should be, we should, we should, we should make a meme. Um, uh, he, he doesn't want to be bothered. It's typical Hulk. It's oh, typical man. Hulk just taking himself out of the question, just leave me alone. Like, I don't care what I can help. I don't care who I can help. I just want to be left alone. And um, I love these little hermit life that he's got with his little plants and his little Zen garden and he's doing his breathing techniques and people come bother him and you can see it in his face. He's like panics instantly. He's like, get out, go yeah. away, leave me alone. You know, I love that. Hey. I love that about him. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> get away yeah, from but, my bonsai plant. Yeah, yeah. But he was definitely living his best life that he could in that situation with Betty and, and, and trying to stay off the radar. It's like he was done. It's like he, he probably saw it was almost like um, in Age of Ultron when Scarlet Witch kind of um, put that spell on Tony with Cap saying, you could have saved us. They're all fallen. But mm -hmm. instead of Cap seeing it, it, or instead of Tony seeing it, it was almost like the Hulk saw that happen in real life. And went off to be on his own because he didn't want to deal with that pain anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen, sure. his, I've seen his friends fall. 
Which yeah. in that movie, you know, he kind of does experience that because the Hulk gets kind of like mind manipulated by Scarlet Witch. And then he's kind of like afterwards, like he looks around, like looking at the chaos that he just caused. And he's like right before Tony knocks him out, he's kind of a little bit caught off guard, like looking at the destruction and the chaos and the people hurt and stuff like that. So mm. it's kind of yeah. that weird reversal almost, you know. What do you guys yeah, think yeah. about Vision in this movie? So Vision can, can, can you hold that point and just yeah. go back to Hulk just quickly? We'll yeah. come to Vision in a second. Um, just, just going on Hulk, that, that's such a common theme that I've seen from the Hulk. If you think Ed Norton's Hulk um, in The Incredible Hulk, you know, he takes himself away from a lot. I mean, even when the movie starts, he's already taken himself away. When the movie ends, he takes himself away. Um, our, you know, um, Ruffalo's Hulk, the first time we see him in Avengers, he's in india somewhere he's like look i don't want to help even when natasha's sort of saying to him come on you know we need your help and he's like no i don't want to go and he, he sort of is really reluctant to to get involved and i think that's a nice theme that's always played out with a hulk that i can always not necessarily relate to but I can always rely on that that's the sort of the go-to for bruce banner he's like nope I don't want to do it, and then he always ends up doing it. <laughs> Even Bill Bixby's TV show Hulk did the same thing. He was on the road constantly doing doing similar things. Didn't want to get involved, and as soon as things popped off, next town he's off to. Yeah. Um, from the chat, I watched Ed Norton Hulk after this Avengers, actually. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a similar sort of scenario in a couple of times, isn't he? Like I say, at the end, he takes himself off to like a little shack somewhere, doesn't mm -hmm. he? A cabin from... in the woods. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. And obviously, at the beginning, he's in um, Mexico or Brazil or somewhere South America. Um, Hulk always removes himself from the equation. He feels too dangerous even to help people. And that's from the chat also. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. Yeah. But um, I, I, thought, I quite liked the Bruce character in this movie. You know, that kind of crazy old man. You know, they even said that. The kids, didn't they? They said, oh, yeah, crazy for sure. But he had that. He did have that crazy look. And But the Hulk was hilarious, you know, the first the thing he did. It, it kind of gave me those maestro vibes. I mean, like the yeah. way that he looked, you know, the, like the hair. Like, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, it, it just makes me laugh, you know, when he goes crazy and then like sort of uh, Pim whispering in his ear, yeah, Ultron said he was the strongest one. And I, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm the strongest. But uh, yeah, that was quite funny. But uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, the whole problem gets solved by the Hulk, really. You know, he, he takes seconds to dispatch Ultron in the end, I guess, just to rip him apart. But um, uh, that was a, that was a good fight. And again, again, that the gravity of that fight, you know, getting stomped on, getting thrown through, um, you know, mountains and, you know, that, that whole sort of epic battle, which reminds me of when, when we saw on screen... Um, Zod versus Superman in uh, Man of Steel, that kind of throwing people half a mile. And actually, they did a lot of that in Man of Steel, didn't they? When he fought the, the three guys before him, mm -hmm. they, they kind of threw him for a train at him from about 10 miles away. A train just landed on his head from miles away. I love that big scale thing. And that's what I'm really hoping we get in the MCU with him and Sentry at some point, you know, that big scale fight. There's a uh, uh, there's an animated episode of Justice League where Superman fights Darkseid. 
And he literally tells him that he always holds back because he lives in a world of cardboard. And he proceeds ah. to like punch Darkseid through like multiple buildings. And then when Darkseid flies through, Superman's waiting on the other side. He's already like <laughs> hit him and then he's zipped over there and then waiting for him and then smacks him into the ground. So it's just like kind of that cool kind of idea, you know, of like I've been holding back this whole time. Yeah, and you just don't you just don't see that very often because obviously there are big hitters. Yeah, there's big hitters, but then there's Hulk and people mm -hmm. like Hulk and Sentry and Superman and, you know, those kind of people that are just, they, they, I don't know, whatever the next level is from big hitters, that's what they are, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm interested to see if, if we get to that level of Sentry in the MCU, knowing what's been reported about Thunder. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we're more likely to see that in a, if an actual World World Hulk, World World Hulk project happens, fighting against multiple Hulks, but not, not against Sentry, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, um, from the yeah, chat so here... Hulk Oh, go ahead. No. Oh, from the chat here, how they got uh, uh, how they got him to win, I thought was cool. They played on his ego, and then yeah. another one. Hulk is strongest ever. You know, <laughs> they, they, they do play, but it's funny, isn't it? Because Banner hasn't actually got that ego at all. Nope. Where Hulk definitely has. Like, you know, Hulk wants to be the strongest one. He, he's very sort of simple, isn't he? Banner's kind of a weak individual, so they're polar opposites, kind of in a way, you know. Maybe he's not really a weak individual. He's more of he wants to use his mind to do things rather than you know use any kind of physical force. Ooh. It's the and brains versus brawn, yeah, argument. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's that total, yeah, that total contrast between mm -hmm. that. Like Hulk's not smart at all. Banner is doesn't want to get involved. Hulk wants to, yeah, no, nah, I like that. Yeah, and, and Banner knows that. You can just tell by his actions. Look at Veronica. Look what he said in the MCU. Just look at his in this cartoon. Look at any time that you see Banner in anything versus the Hulk. He knows that if he gets out of control and the Hulk takes over, boom, that you know things are going to get way out of hand. Mm -hmm. To be fair, I suppose, I suppose, you know, like it or not, the whole sort of Professor Hulk thing, you know, when he says he combines the two, he combines the brain and the brawn, he says that, I think, in Endgame. Endgame, yeah. In the calf, yeah, he says that. Mm. So I suppose, you know, he, he, he's known that all along. Um, It's like steroids, isn't it? They say about steroids, it, it just brings out what you're, what's already in there, you know, but with, with Hulk, it, it took the bit that he was missing and just amplified it a million times. Mm -hmm. Um yeah but uh interesting and and yeah they just solved the whole problem with the hulk like we said before really there you go just get him angry and he'll sort it out mm -hmm. um giant i know you wanted to talk about vision <laughs> oh yeah vision was before we know of vision vision was very disappointing in this show in this movie because think about it because i understand vision can get injured and what we see in vision he kind of self heals himself except for an in game when the, you know with uh corvus glaive that he couldn't you know take care of himself that way but you know, you also think, too, with Tony being able to take his body or head off the body, that he might have backup pieces for him or backup bodies for the Vision. You know, especially with the escape plan was to just take Vision's head, go put it on the Quinjet and launch into space, but or launch launch out of there. But then Vision loses power, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, we, we, we get it that Tony loses power because his suits, how they're powered. But the Vision, mm -hmm. really? You know, mm -hmm. that was kind of interesting, the whole Vision arc in this thing we'll get back to this this next bit in a minute because i was going to say about i swear the first time i watched it vision had a much bigger part in this movie but obviously i was wrong because he doesn't um which plays into what you were saying about uh this not disappointing but how much of it's just a small part he plays in it but yeah i, I know what you mean because even tony says he spent he evaded ultron by staying intangible i'm sure that's what mm -hmm. he says right at the mm -hmm. beginning doesn't he so like 
what changed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, it is. It's, it's almost like he's corrupted somehow, like by mm-hmm. Ultron, and they don't really explain it. Like, it's almost like he got, like, a little bit of that tech virus somehow or something. You yeah, know? And, and but that would have been better. Why didn't they yeah. just do that? And that would have exactly. worked. Just say it. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah, yeah. Time, like, on screen. Yeah. yeah. Once, yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. and we, I know, yeah, I can't. I know I keep going on about it and saying it's a kid's movie, but, you know, a couple of little bit of juxt- juxtapositions can just make a massive difference and all of a sudden it it just ties everything together a little bit like we said like tony making that one liner about they weren't ready and like ultron uh, sorry vision coming back with that red pattern on him mm-hmm. like and then tony going oh quick like remove the head almost like a zombie virus like take the head off and yeah it'll be okay like just solved problem solved and and you, you know there's oh go ahead no, i was saying but you would think tony would have had a better contingency plan for the vision because vision was his entire contingency plan for the kid. So that's my whole problem with Vision was like, he was a non-factor other than launching the Quinjet and getting them out of there. After that, he was like, I'm out, I'm done. You know, <laughs> I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, my job's done. It was, it was like an old man who just sort of falls asleep in the chair. Yeah. Sunday lunchtime. <laughs> I mean, he's basically the ship's autopilot is all yeah. that he is. Yeah. And then he dies right after he starts working. And I mean, his whole point in this movie is, is he kind of, I guess knows that Tony's, like, lying to the kids when he tells them to get on the Quinjet because, like, he's going to be right there. Really, he's just trying to buy him time to get to safety. He's willing to sacrifice himself for Ultron. Vision's like, you know, we're on course to the Savage Land, and then they don't give us the Savage <laughs> Land, which How I'm just like, was ah, that? <laughs> like, because, you know, when I watched it this time, I was looking back, and I was like, I did not remember the Savage Land in this. Like, I'm so excited right now. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's because it wasn't in this. They yeah. just mention it, you know? It was a like, tease. Yeah. But, like, and then the Vision, like, wakes up at the end of this movie, and he's just like, oh, what did I miss? Like, yeah. it's just kind of like a little joke almost, you know? And, like, and, and that's why I'm likening him to, like, Granddad uh, mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, big part of the meal. Then he falls asleep, and then he wakes up at the end of the night going, right, yeah, so where are we at? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's completely just not missed the whole – he's missed the whole day, you know? And mm-hmm. Vision just missed everything. And he wakes up at the end and he goes, right, now we're going to do this. And everyone's like, <laughs> we've already done it, Granddad. Like, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and the good point about mentioning Savage Land, because you would think that if they could have gone to Savage Land, how the Savage Lands is, that could have been a refuge because – Maybe Ultron would have been ineffective there. Maybe maybe they could have come across a young Kazar and Zabu as well. And uh, was it uh, She Devil or Shanna the She Devil down Mm. there as well? You know, and got more allies and maybe had a last stand there in the Savage Land. And maybe that's where the Hulk could have been too, instead of the way they found him. So, yeah, it was kind of throwaway not to kind of use the Savage Land more and only mention it. Oh, that would have been cool to put Hulk in the Savage Land, mm-hmm. just like him, like taking out his anger on stuff in the Savage Land every once Fighting in a while. With or dinosaurs, something. yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, there's a couple of things for the chat there, Jaron. I can see. Yep, you. yep. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, my wife was texting me too. Make sure that's nothing important. Um, uh, yes, he was just made for me. I didn't see the point of him being there. To be honest, this is a reference to the Vision. Um, and then I'm sorry, vision. I keep saying the vision, like I'm uh in one or in um one division. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his head batteries uh were drained since you know, uh, since when lol, exactly. It's like his power source, we never saw anything like that with his power source where he didn't need recharging, didn't need to plug him in. You know, obviously, it's like you know, maybe give him solar panels if, if you have some kind of battery problem so he can constantly charge <laughs> while he's out flying yeah. around doing stuff. You know, yeah, just no, his, his like skin's like, like solar absorbent, you mm. know, whatever, but yeah, 
We could do a wall didn't do much. Yeah. We could do a Wally, get it out of back and see. Or pops up, yeah, pops up a big panel. <laughs> An umbrella. Yeah. Or his um, cape even, but his, his cape was gone uh, at that point. Yeah, that'd, be cool. mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Um so uh, you know, we can wrap this up. We've done well to talk about this movie for 42 minutes, to be fair. Um, but um look, you know what? It's a kids' movie, and uh, you know, it is what it is. But um, just thinking, I know I posed the question to you, Alex, at the beginning, what was different between the first time and the second time or, you know, the the last time you watched it and now. Uh, And like I said, obviously, we've watched it this week for this purpose, to come in and talk about it like this. And as I said, we're we're sort of critical and analytical of of projects, movies, whatever they are. And um, I guess we had that in our minds. But for me, I was kind of watching it as, um, so I, I watched it, I didn't watch it on my own. I watched it with my older son who's 17. Um, but I think the first time I watched it, I did watch it with my older son who at the time was probably only about five. So I watched it as a dad watching a movie with his kid rather than watched it as an adult for the purposes of reviewing it as a movie. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, not even reviewing it. Um, we're not reviewing it. Are we? We're talking about it. This is not a review. We don't do reviews as such, but you know, uh, I watched it with the purpose of discussing it now. So I, I think I watched it with a, probably not even a more detailed eye but just thinking about all of the things that we would probably talk about now so i guess like it was looking at like jaren said like uh azuri being probably being storm's son as well as t'challa's oh okay yeah okay alex yeah sorry um but yeah do you know what i mean watching all of those things what looking at sort of the visions part in it looking at the hulks and part of it and his psychological side and looking at you know james's emotional state in the whole movie where the first time it was just i'm watching it with my kid mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah i kind of did both i kind of watched it because my son watched it with me i actually fell asleep and had to start part of it over but uh <laughs> we watched it but i went with the mindset of one watch something to watch with my son but also two how can we adapt this story to mm. the multiverse saga right you know mm-hmm. could they use a similar storyline not maybe saying all these guys are gonna have kids or all the Avengers are gonna have kids and that kind of stuff but how could they form our next Avengers team to take on the King threat as we go through the multiverse saga was the mindset I went in with it. Mm-hmm. That'd be really nice to see that as a, as an alternative or just another future, you know, the next Avengers taking on Kang as a, as a different variant of Kang. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the first time I watched this, I was in college. I think I was writing a paper or something. I just threw it on, on Netflix because it was like, oh, like Marvel, this seems a little bit different. So, you know, I'll watch it, whatever. So threw it on and I watched it. I really enjoyed it. But, you know, like kind of looking at it a second time, like one of the things that I think now, like looking back, it's like I see some, some deeper connections in this, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Andy. Um, I see some things that I feel like kind of uh, go back to characters that I probably didn't recognize maybe the first time around. But with this time, I will say one of the things that I kind of, I think, kind of took like a a step back from is this is kind of like a a Young Avengers team almost in a way. This is kind of like another version of the Young Avengers. Um, Because like the Young Avengers are kind of like younger characters kind of taking like mantles and kind of making them their sort of own and kind of being like the next one to kind of be like the hero before them, you know. And then that's kind of what this is, but it's like all their kids though. So it's a little bit different, but like, you know, it, it kind of feels very young Avengers to me. It feels like yep. uh, what we might get in the future in the MCU, something kind of like this. 
am I right in thinking that because I can't remember, but this is, this story wasn't based on any comic story that had been around. Has I don't, think, I don't so. think so. No, yeah. neither do I. This was a totally sort of original story. Obviously, Ultron taking over the world and a and a you know apocalyptic future is you know repeated every other month it feels like at the moment but um, them, yeah yeah that's it and literally everything is that happens all the time um but the, the idea of the, them avengers having kids and and it being their kids being next avengers um is a is was a new idea for this movie what if what if they could take this and like i said i looked at it kind of see if something happened the multiverse saga to our older heroes how could they take this same story and put it into the multiverse saga, but you know, you know there's not gonna be kids of, of the heroes because that's already passed. You know, time has passed. The only one we have a kid from is is Tony and and Pepper for Morgan. But what if at some point in the multiverse saga they could do something where all of the the main heroes something has happened to them, whether trapped by a king, whether they're dispersed across the multiverse, and all of a sudden we see, you know, like first starting off with Quantumania, Cassie has to start pulling people together she goes finds kate bishop they go find the patriot they go find riri they go mm -hmm. find miss marvel they go find america they find all these younger ventures maybe even pull morgan stark in if they need to possibly mm -hmm. um they pull all these together for some kind of way to get those heroes back and they all join the fight together which could lead us into a post multiverse saga young avengers type storyline for the future setting that up mm -hmm. Well, there's, there's a that I mean, what you said there is touching on Avengers Forever, isn't mm -hmm. it? You know, yep. pulling, pulling. I mean, I know you're saying pulling these people together from the same universe. But yep. Sort of Avengers Forever was pulling people from different times, different universes together to, you know, for a common cause. Yeah. Um, which I think is probably where we're going for the Kang yeah, Dynasty. Yeah, for Secret Wars. Or, yeah. yeah. Kang Dynasty Secret Wars. Yeah, that, that, that period. Yeah, I think they're going to certainly take inspiration from. Avengers because, forever for that. Because it would be neat to see our main timeline heroes get dispersed across the multiverse, then meeting other variants, whether it's themselves or somebody else, and then these kids bring them back together for that big Secret Wars yeah, fight. Yeah. And all these kids are from the same universe, thus setting up a new young Avengers team for the future. I think that would be kind of a cool thing to see in the MCU. I doubt it's gonna happen, but it'd be a cool way to do like a, a twist on Avengers Forever. Yeah, I don't know. You say, I don't think it's as crazy as you think. I don't think, you know, that's perfectly reasonable that th that could happen. Alternatively, I think it's also interesting that we saw Billy and Tommy in the 838 universe, mm -hmm. and we know that they're not in the 616 in the MCU. So, I mean, they could very well just have the Young Avengers form in another universe with, like, another Billy and Tommy and everything like that, bring them all in and be like, hey, this is universe whatever, you know, and the young avengers replace the avengers there at some point you know if they but, chose to do so but if the rumors about wandavision are true we could get another um wiccan but not just the same wiccan mm -hmm. so we could have a wiccan in the main universe uh, mm -hmm. with i'm sorry agatha with agatha covenant chaos we could see another different wiccan but not the same person and I think a lot of that goes back to your theory about the statue and the temple of the Scarlet Witch being like a Billy. And mm -hmm. I mean, that kind of would also, I mean, who knows, he might be related to the Book of Ashanti. And when it was destroyed, you know, maybe like that's like some sort of thing. I mean, Billy, I think, is related to like the Demiurge in the comics, which is like the supernatural force that like created like the Elder Gods and yep. stuff like that. 
So like Cthon is like created from the Demiurge, which is where Wanda gets her powers, and then Billy's like related to the Demiurge almost. So kind of a cool thing there, I guess. Nice. And, and that's why we we could see a, a main timeline wiki without the multiverse. Now speeds and another thing probably won't, unless mm. all of a sudden they could say that Pietro had some um relationship that resulted in a kid that we didn't know about, they could do that twist in the MCU as well. Mm-hmm. I'm looking so. forward to seeing how they do that. I think there'll be some sort of um it'll be it'll be based around the identity theme again with 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 Billy or with Wiccan. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and about him finding who he is and um and to, to find that his mother will help him find out who he is sort of thing. I think that's probably the route they're gonna go down. I think that feels very very current and um and relevant to to the world as uh, it is now um but on 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 kind of on this point actually and i'm glad you can't mention it because i probably wouldn't have brought it up if you hadn't but um so a a member on the group uh uh, becca townsend brought up something in a comment the other day and i was like i actually really like that idea i mean whether it happens or not it probably won't but she said um that she'd heard, heard a suggestion that not all of the characters in the Disney Plus shows are from the 616 universe or timeline. Um, and she then she says, so I'm wondering, who do you think might be from a different universe or timeline? And how would it completely change what we know about them? And I thought that the idea was just a really cool idea. Um, and the fact that, you know, maybe some of the things that we've already seen weren't in 616, but we just didn't know about them because they didn't tell us but just because they didn't we just assumed that it was in 616 so for anybody that's not seen the sixth sense i don't but can't believe i'm doing a spoiler warning for the sixth sense but (laughs) but um but you know um you know he's dead all along yeah Um, (laughs) oh my god i'm shocked Um, yeah i'm shocked (laughs) but the thing is it's like so while you're watching the movie you don't even expect that to happen and then at the end they tell you he's dead and you go back and you go oh yeah look look you know they're not listening to him and it all makes sense now and i wonder whether they'll they can pull something like that like within the mcu and i can go look you know moon knight was never even in the the 616 you just assumed it was we didn't say it wasn't Mm -hmm. we didn't say it was you just assumed that it wasn't so and i wonder whether we can and like you said with billy and tommy in uh 838 you know, I mean, we know that they were in 838, but I wonder whether there's other people that we didn't know and they'll do that. See, mm-hmm. I, I could, I like the idea and I could see that with Moon Knight because Moon Knight really has no connections other than seeing a GRC truck in there. Mm-hmm. Where if by Night is another one that could be a candidate for that. My only thought though with Where if by Night is at the end when we go from black and white to color, that could almost be like them coming from the past and into the future. So Where if by Night I'm kind of torn on. The rest, though, we have so many ties and characters Three going times. back and forth between yeah. shows and movies that, you know, unless they're trying to say some movies aren't in the main timeline, I, I don't see it happening for things like WandaVision or Miss Marvel or no. or Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, Loki, we know how Loki is. Loki is kind of the outlier there. But the other shows, it's, it's kind of how, how they're going to pull that off like that. So, yeah, yeah that's, it, that's, it, that's a good idea. Fun idea, yeah. But yeah. It, I, like, I know what you're saying there's been too many hints and too many things that are too close oh to be able to come from the chat uh i'll come back to another one um eternals eternals could be one because again other than kingo references there's been nothing about um Arishime, you know rolling up to earth and being like why is that you know there's mm-hmm. no one talking about that you see a celestial over earth like that looking like galactus rolling up people are going to talk but there's been no talk about that there's been barely any talk about tiamat and the only thing we know about eternals but at other projects is is kingo 
that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Although there was that conversation they had around that dinner table about Tony Stark and Steve Rogers being gone. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but and also too there was that there was the Tiamat in the newspaper and She Hulk. I think that was the only reference I think ever to Tiamat was the She Hulk newspaper. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting idea. I like those things that go back. You know, um, long story short, I remember watching a um, magician or an illusionist. It probably wasn't even a magician or illusionist. There's probably another name for these type of people that do this type of stuff. But um, basically, he'd he'd kind of laid seeds over the course of like a year on a show. that, And he went back to the previous year's show. And it was kind of like it set the the illusion. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I was, and, and everyone was like... Wow, well, like he's gone back to that. That's incredible. And and see that very idea. And I'm not trying to get on Kang, but that's what I feel like we're gonna have like a, a multiverse set up by Kang here, where you're gonna be like, "All right, Kang, we're gonna stop you. We're the Avengers," and he's gonna be like, "Your very existence depends on me going back <laughs> in time and putting yeah. things so far in the past that they've influenced the entire timeline." And to now, get to you. You yep. stop me, you don't exist anymore. Yeah. So yeah, what are you yeah. gonna do now? And you're like, oh man, like you know, because it's almost like the idea there is variants are kind of like different choices, different outcomes. Like that's kind of how you get variants. So like if you go far enough back before there's really any branches, and you change things like five thousand years ago or ten thousand years ago, it, I mean, you could definitely do some damage there. You know. Mm. Yeah, and especially if you've seen it all play out in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry. In the future if you've seen the past already play out you know then if you change that it will go a different way so yeah well sure. there is a rumor that there is a king variant doing things in the past to set up the king the conqueror's future that we'll talk about when we get to the news mm-hmm. um a couple things in the chat um overall i thought it was good if i watched it as a kid i really have liked it a lot i think and this is about the whole avengers next uh movie <laughs> we've moved um, on <laughs> yeah um another one i'm hoping we get doom for secret wars he and kang team up team up and then doom kills kang ending his dynasty and ushering in his own hopefully we get the doom scarlet witch crusade type thing and hopefully secret wars and world hulk leads to wastelanders that's not asking for too much is it lol well one thing too is remember there's kind of that that chatter that doom could be a kang variant also Mm -hmm. as well as always that back and forth um so you know what if that they play on that in the movies also too about you know the whole scarlet witch doom thing can we please see um Doom rolling up on, on, on the bear, saving Scarlet Witch from the rubble and her body dripped across the bear, him just rolling up, you know? Um, so that'd be a cool thing to see on, on live screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a nice little segue, to be fair. I think we've we, we done, do you know what? We've done really well to talk about that movie for so long. Um, and I think that just, um, I think that comments on how not simple the movie is. Uh, it's, not, it's not complicated. I, I'm, I appreciate that. But there is more to the movie than just being a kids' movie, um, and also I think we've we've been quite analytical of it, really. And and you know, and and as we've said a million times before, we don't review stuff like I know we might call things review in the title of the show, but we don't really review it. You know, we're not really being, you know, we we discuss it and we have a conversation about it. And I think we've done that with this movie, and it's been quite fun. We might have to do it with another couple of animated movies in the future. But um, but moving on nicely, and you know, we, we've got some news to talk about. Um, Jaren, I dare say you've got some elements for us. So um, let's see if we can spin some of those in. Yeah, uh, Quantumania news. So there's a lot, especially with Quantumania, you know, coming up really soon. What two weeks? A week? Whatever, week and a half. 
Um, so Jeff Loveness on Modoc Inspiration. Uh, Modoc is maybe my single favorite thing that I got in the movie. Obviously, we are very faithful to the comics with the design and look, but then there's a little bit of extra we put into him. Maybe I'll get fired off the King Dynasty when people see it, <laughs> but some of my favorite moments come from Modoc and the dynamics there. Um, I'll just say he was inspired by Kevin Klein in A Fish Called Wanda and Frank Grimes in an Old Simpsons episode. They really put upon selfish entitled, but then they also are deeply sad, insecure man who knows that he got a shit deal in life and is trying to make the best of it. His ego will crumble the second he's challenged, but then there's also Kevin Klein, a fish called Wanda. He's pretty good at killing people. So that kind of, you know, leads me to they're building on Darren Cross's issues from the original Ant-Man about how his ego was, how he was insecure, how he was hurt and sad that Hank Pym didn't accept him. It seems like they're carrying that theme of mm -hmm. him in the quantum realm with, with Modoc as well. I love that. That sounds great. That really does sound great. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. That kind of um, almost like spoiled brat. Like, I designed this. I should, you know, that entitlement. And yeah, I think that that fits with Modoc. I, I hope that I hope that the visuals play out as well as that <laughs> sounds. <laughs> because I keep I know, that Photoshop from the group. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But um, that, I, I quite like how that sounds, and that sounds like a fun character. But but somebody that that sounds exactly like Modok, to be fair. And and if you think with like the sort of like telekinetic powers and stuff that have been like described and stuff, it's kind of very similar to how Kang kind of has those abilities too, with like his suit and his costume. Like he can kind of you know shoot out energy and like move things and mm. do kinds of like stuff. But it's I, like I almost feel like he's gonna you're gonna have Modok like kind of wind up in, in the QR and he's gonna be like all right like I'm kind of screwed up here you know and Kang's gonna be the one that kind of like puts him back together and builds mm -hmm. that that relationship and that's gonna be why he probably flocks to Kang's side so much is because he gave him a second chance almost you know and, like and to and to and I'm glad you that that's that's good words that are good phrase that that flock to Kang, for flocked to kang's side like he's kind of mm. always done that hasn't he in like comics he's always kind of been like a sidekick kind of baddie in a mm -hmm. way hasn't he you know whether it's been a red skull or if it's been somebody else like he's always been like that kind of you know um because yeah, the villains that, don't really like want to take him seriously almost no, yeah you know? like yeah, yeah. but so, that's why because of what jarian just described about his personality like he's not really like that sort of um egotistical villain not in that way he's like a spoiled brat type of villain and then the villains mm -hmm. are like come on like <laughs> man up um i just hope that he's not a one and done hopefully we get him to the multiple yeah. saga hopefully he finds a way to get out of the quantum realm we see him in, in the future world. possibly so one thing to keep an eye on um jeff loveness also talked on king being a greater threat than thanos um to me it's about all about the humanity obviously Thanos is a great iconic villain, but he's also a big purple CGI guy. He's an alien from outer space. The thing I really wanted to lean into is that King is a human being. King's also a very lonely character. We're going to be seeing a lot of him in a lot of different ways going forward. But I really wanted to introduce the humanity and even the vulnerability of his character before he gets to such an apocalyptic Avenger-scale heights. Uh, Kang is a top-tier A-list Avengers villain. What do you feel when you're not enough against that? How do you step up to face the challenge of this generation who is Thanos on an exponential level? He's almost this infinite Thanos. 
I think we're uh, setting this things up pretty for a dynamic story. As I am building to the Avengers, I want it to feel like a generational struggle. Phase four felt like the birth of new characters. You're giving everyone a little bit of breath. You're broadening out the universe. You have fun Disney Plus shows that are elevating characters. And now I think it's time to put the pedal to the gas again and really mm. take all these new characters that we like and throw them into the fire. Yeah. So, hmm. That sounds, he also, that sounds cool. I like that. He's, he's, that. That's exactly what he said. He's almost like gone, look, we've done that. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. The, the, the table's set. It's time for dinner. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, um, been, we've also, had enough messing about. We're on yeah. it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> he also talked about his deep dive into Kang. He says, too deep, too deep. I got way into Roma Tut and Scarlet Centurion stuff, trying to read my way through that, and the Celestial Madonna with Mantis. That's the joy of the character. He is just the infinite snake eating infinite tails, a man literally at war against himself. So I wonder if we're going to ah. see Ramatut and Scarlet Centurion as, as variants at some point. Yeah. That mm -hmm. whole Scarlet Centurion thing is really interesting because he's always used him as like um, like a, a lackey almost, doesn't yep. he? Mm -hmm. like, to go and do his dirty work for him. And, you know, yeah, I like that. I, I it, like that. Yeah, he's, he's almost like Scarlet Centurion is basically the children of Thanos to King. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like I feel like he's got that attitude with him. Like one day you'll be where I am, kind of like <laughs> like, like type attitude. Yeah, he's like the subordinate. He's like the kid. Yeah, exactly. The the the, the um the apprentice. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he also had some frustrations with in-game time travel. Um, I haven't seen a time traveling character done with such uh, intricacy and export and exploration. I'm a little bummed because in-game did so much time travel. You almost need to broaden him out a little bit too maybe broaden out into the multiverse a little more. The dimensionality of the character, the limitless freedom he was while also being completely un uh, uprooted from his time and himself. And it's just going to fall apart again because another version of him can destroy it as well. What's the purpose of building Rome if you're going to burn it down the next day because they want to have their own Rome? So the, it sounds like we're going to get maybe the one true king type thing fit into here where yeah. the kings are battling for, you know, who the, the best and final king will be. It almost sounds like we might get a little bit of that, too, in, in, in this uh, multiverse saga. I think he who remains in Loki kind of alluded to that a little bit, didn't he? You know, he was like, if it weren't me, it was going to be one of my others and yep. you won't like them. Mm -hmm. And he only won because he weaponized Elias. He says yep. that, you yeah. know, like, had it would have not been for Elioth, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. So, and it's, and it's so curious to me, like, where does that come from? Does he, mm -hmm. is he just like something at the end of time that's, you know, he just pulled in, like, where does Elioth come from, you know? And are we going to see him do that at some point in this saga too? Definitely. You know, are we going to kind of do that loop back to that, that time? Because maybe Kang the Conqueror escaped to the Quantum Realm to escape um being eaten oh. by a wyeth or something yep. you know like you, yeah. you, you know i just had i just had this uh, i laughed because i just had this sort of terrible vision and i hope i don't find this as funny when it actually happens but of eddie murphy in like the clumps just playing every character <laughs> I, just see jonathan, I just see jonathan majors just playing like six different people and they're all having an argument <laughs> together um <laughs> oh, sorry um, he also talked about what he took from the comics. He says, I certainly took a lot from the comics, but the joy of these movies is you also get to put some of yourself into it. You get uh, to put a completely new spin um, because if you just do a 100% comic adaptation, people know all the tricks and what to expect. You have to use that as a foundation and then throw a curveball. 
I try to lean into him being a more interesting character than people expect, hopefully. So I wonder if, like I said, we're going to see some kind of twist on what on what variants we see and if people will end up being variants that we didn't think of, possibly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. I don't, I, I got, I, I'm not sure I like that idea of Doom being a variant of him. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I, I could but, go either way. I just know that there's been chatter about it because there's been some kind of controversy in the comics whether doom is a variant or not i wouldn't wouldn't mind there being some sort of relationship between a kang variant and a doom like in the past maybe but not necessarily a relative or you know lineage or something yeah you know like yeah yeah i'd take that but not just a variant of him i don't that it's kind of um devalue doom i think a little bit Mm mm-hmm um, from the comments here, uh, they could use Ramatut for the Moon Knight connection, the kid in the jacket, and yeah. that's what we all were hoping for. And maybe we'll see uh, a past um, Ramatut with Khonshu and, and other Egyptian gods, and uh, as some kind of tease or some kind of like flashback or something. We and they missed about that, wasn't we in the show? They but missed the boat there. on that with Alexander the Great. Yeah. They could have yeah. used yeah. Ramatut then. Yeah, and yeah. that not. was so easy, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so easy. And and again, we go, we hop back to what we said about those little one-liners um, in the next Avengers movie, you know, about Tony Sam, they weren't ready or whatever it was. And that one line, like it didn't have to be Alexander the Great, did it? Like yeah. that's made no difference to us as fans whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And like historians aren't going to be watching that show and going, oh, yeah, you know, Ramatut doesn't actually exist, but Alexander the Great did. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> but if they said Ramatut, we would all go crazy, and that would be perfect. Well, and yep. if the artifacts thing like held to be true, and it was like all these artifacts are related to Kang, then they could have related the Scarab to Kang in that point too. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Missed opportunity, maybe. Last thing on Quantumania news: uh, Paul Rudd is teasing cameos. He said, for people that are aware, I think we have some good ones in there, some really good ones. I'm obviously not going to tell you what they are, but I think the ones that people find out about or, or learn about, will it would be a 10. Mm. So. <laughs> Come on, who do you reckon? I have no idea. I mean, my hope would be that pipe dream of a theory that we've had about the Fantastic Four being in the quantum realm. But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Um I feel like we're probably going to get some little like cameos before they get sucked into the quantum realm where it's going to be like, you know, just kind of shouts to other Avengers or like maybe Scott Lang's like going out to lunch with like, you know, a random like Avenger or something like that. Like, who knows? I mean, it could be Anthony Mackie or something, you know, I mean, it could be anybody like it's going to be probably just like a little surprise. Like and there's that one line in the trailer where they're like, oh, thank you, Spider-Man. And you know, like he's like not Spider Man, but yeah, okay, you know. So maybe we get a a tease of, of Cassie and Kate's relationship. Maybe she talks about her friend, you know, but doesn't name Kate. Maybe she's my friend, the Archer, or something like that. You know, kind of a mm-hmm. throwaway line. Maybe that's oh, isn't not throwaway. She supposed to be in it? Isn't she supposed to be in it though, Kate? Kate, I don't know. I thought she was supposed to be in it. Maybe I don't I'm know. Wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I you know, I know there's there's always stuff out there, but I don't think anything's been official yet. Right. Okay. I. I, I... I thought I heard somebody that she was, but you're probably right because you keep up to date a bit more than I do. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Kate at all, like actually properly see Kate in this, maybe at the end. Um, uh, I'm thinking, scene. Yeah, maybe, or maybe just at the end of the movie rather than the post-credits. Um, Loki? Ravona? I feel like... I feel like 
I feel like we're going to get a low-key end credit scene at the end of Quantum. How Mania. mad would that be? You know, we keep saying about this show movie skipping thing. How mad would that be now to actually get an end credit scene in a movie that's referencing a show? How cool would that be? Mm-hmm. And, and, and with Kate in it as well. Well, maybe two end credit scenes. Maybe Kate coming from a show into the movie to do an end credit scene to take it back into another movie and then Loki being an end credit scene to take it back into a show. I mean, Miss Marvel time traveling back to the partition yep. could have some impact even, so we could see a Miss Marvel reference maybe. Yep. I, I mean, the other thing too is, and I don't know why, but I feel like they have to relate Miss Marvel to Kang just because of the Infinity Warp stuff where they combined uh, Kang and Kamala and they made uh, Kamala Kang. You know, like I like I don't know why, but my brain always goes back. Yeah, to that. But yeah, I just yeah. feel like with the with the bangle that's quantum and everything in the MCU, they have to relate her to Kang in some way. There's got to be that link, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still hoping that the Marvels is the first major on-screen incursion we see outside of Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do we think? Because I know I haven't seen it, but apparently this latest trailer, there's some new stuff, and somebody I read somewhere that said, oh. Kang, I finally heard the line that I wanted to hear Kang say, and I'm going to guess that that's that line of, are you an Avenger? Have I killed you before? Or yep, whatever he says it. it. Yeah, yep. yeah, I'm not going to watch it because I just want to see it in, in the movie theater. Um, I wonder whether we'll see some sort of hopefully non-cheesy montage of Kang killing other Avengers in other times and things like that, and will we see Avengers, uh, sorry, actors that have played you know, will we see maybe Chris Evans? Will we see Robert Downey Jr., Scar Joe, you know, Chris Hemsworth playing a different version of their character? So not not 616 Cap, not 616 Natasha and Tony for whatever, but will we see them playing a different version in some sort of like, you know, like the little um, thing that uh, He Who Remains had on his desk that done that, the little metallic people? Mm-hmm. Do you reckon we could see something along those lines, like of him we, we, killing other people? We could, but I don't think we necessarily need the actors to do that. Like they could have Cap with no. the mask on, Tony with this, you know, his his mask on. You just have them all with their headpieces on, maybe like blurred out type thing. Because I wonder what what the budget was and the time to to do that. Because you got to think of their the actors' deals and stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe you might see like one or two of them, or they film stuff during their other films to do that. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll just see something like that though. I, I think it would be a cool idea. I mean, we saw He Who Remains. He had all those trophies in his in his room, in his office, I guess I'll call it. You know, I think he had an Iron Man mask. He had a few other things that were, like, sitting throughout the room. So I think it would be cool. I, I feel like, visually speaking, it might be a little hard to kind of pull that off because you got to pull so many people in. Yeah. So I could almost see them doing, like, almost like a montage, but where it's, like, shots of, like dead avengers or mm. dead sovereign supreme or you know the dead winter guard or or whoever it is like and it's just kang just like you know going Staying through like yeah. timelines through different you know points in time he might kill the avengers one million you know he might go back and just wipe out like different points in time have, have we said this i don't feel like this is my idea but have we said this about a wolverine origins-esque opening yes. credits yeah something we, like that one, we could do yeah yeah we, we, wait did i i didn't just come up with that idea did i no we talked that, about it we talked we about have it, talked uh, about that yeah, yeah recently yeah i'm sitting there thinking that's surely not my idea i'm not that creative um but, but yeah some, something like that and seeing kang do that to like you just said alex the winter guard and 
you know, the defenders or whatever, you know, different groups of heroes or different individuals taking them out over time in a, in a in an opening credits scene. They could use they could do the mix of Wolverine and animation as well to do it also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would love to see a ten minute montage of Kang just killing like people from across the multiverse. I think it would be awesome, but it's yep. just one of those things that I feel like for budget, for time, for how much would just go into like one thing, it would be like, all right, this is on screen now, it's off. This is on screen now, it's off. This is but on screen now, it's off. You know? Do you think they could say for the King Dynasty though, instead of Quantum Mania, that might be something yeah. for the King? Oh, excuse me, for something for the King Dynasty this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah, he maybe, escapes the QR kind yeah. of type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's not. Yeah, maybe because that's maybe he hadn't done it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he will once he gets out of the quantum realm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from the chat, I wonder what King thinks of Wanda. Surely he knows about her and her variants. Is King another Nexus being in the MCU? Yeah. Huh. So that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, I know there was a rumor that what happened in Multiverse of Madness had to happen for. Something with Kang, there was a rumor floating around. I, I can't remember it, but Alex and I, you and I talked about this before. You mm-hmm. remember we talked about that heard that, that at that moment in time, it maybe that had to happen for this to happen with Kang, that there was some kind of tie there that he knew about of her and so <laughs> mm-hmm. forth. But yeah. Uh, that that comment, go on, put that latest comment up. Can you see it? Oh, yep. Um, they should show him killing Avengers and other universes at least a little. Don't do what they did Gore exactly. hundred percent. I was gonna say I would, when Alex you were saying about going, you know, killing Avengers and all that, I was gonna say that's what they could have done with Gore, and we would have gone, there we go. He's done yep. some god butchering and we were all happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of killing one that. single god <laughs> yeah, on screen. But yeah, he's a god yeah. butcher, but he kills one god. Like but, but, yeah, but uh no one Taika though, he probably would have done a gore killing uh montage, kind of like Lieutenant Dan dying in Forrest Gump, his relatives through all the wars. <laughs> that would have been your montage of gore killing gods. <laughs> in, in uh, Love and Thunder, the way that Taika does things. <laughs> um, um, I was going to say, just before you move on there, um, from about the Wanda thing, um, I, you know, Kang's so arrogant, isn't he? That I don't think he really cares. He's just sort of like, well, I can beat anybody anytime. You know, he always gets that sort of, he always gives to be that arrogant, he doesn't care about anybody else feel. It's like that thing, mm. I, was, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't even know who you are. Well, and it seems like the TVA kind of, like, has mastered how to deal with magic. So I feel like Wanda's kind of, like, the anomaly when it comes to magic. So it's like, does chaos magic not work in the... Or does it work in the TVA? Does it not work in the TVA? Is it the one exception to that rule of magic, you know, there? Because she's kind of like a, a one-off kind of person. Like mm-hmm. she's the only Scarlet Witch right now. So, and you, and you think that she was the, the the main universe Wanda was the most powerful Wanda. It seems too, unless there's more out there we don't we haven't seen yet. And mm-hmm. right now she's a right now the way it stands in the MCU, she's a chess piece that's off the board. She's that queen piece that can move mm-hmm. wherever and whenever is that's off the board right now. Mm-hmm. So there's that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Thunderbolts. Uh, there's been some chatter. Um, Sentry is the physical antagonist for the team, but the mastermind behind it all is Val. So, to me, this sounds like Val is trying to work once again with the super soldier serum, and something goes wrong, and this is how we get, you know, basically Sentry as a flying super soldier. Hmm. What is she? She's playing both sides. I, I was going to say is. that. I was going <laughs> to say that. I think she's going to send uh, the Thunderbolts in as a test to see how Sentry does against a bunch of other super soldiers and yep. assassins and people with abilities to be like, all right, let's put one massive super soldier against the others. 
and see or, if he just wrecks shop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, um, I quite like the idea that, you know, she's, she, she releases Sentry to say almost like as a reason to then have to then, you know, re-spark up the super soldier program or something like that. Yeah. You know, oh, look, you know, even, even these Thunderbolts aren't good enough to stop him. We need to, you know, do this again. I don't know. It, it's almost like they're making her Amanda Waller type in the MCU. Yeah, 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 sure. That's that's yeah. the vibes that I got from her. Mm -hmm. And I don't know Amanda Waller well, apart from what I've seen in the two um, Suicide Squad movies, but that's exactly what the, the, the vibes that I got from that. And I feel like with super soldiers, it's kind of like based on their mental stability is kind of how the, the serum kind of interacts with them sort of in a way. I mean, you know, like Steve was a great guy, like all around. So, I mean, he took the serum like he was pretty, pretty I mean, it just exemplified his good abilities and traits, you know, um, with like Bucky. Like, I mean, he was brainwashed. He was kind of like, you know, he had some issues. John Walker hears a high pitch whenever he gets like in these weird situations where he just kind of like loses it. It's like he's not all there in that moment, you know. And then you might have Century. He's just like, "Hey, I've lost my mind. This is the void kind of type thing." And it's mm. just an exponential kind of thing that's created by the Super Soldier Serum, maybe. Sure. Uh, Doctor Erskine said that to Steve, didn't he? When he was in before he took the serum, actually, mm -hmm. he said that he said something like, "You know, that it, it's going to make you." Yeah, there you go. Somebody yep. already said that in the yeah. chat. Yeah, yeah. Amplified yeah. was already there. Yeah, and that's 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 um, I guess like what I was saying earlier about steroids when I said about Bruce. Maybe it's done the opposite to Bruce, but it, generally speaking, it just says it makes you more of what you already are. Mm -hmm. They have a new cast member that is joined in a secret role. Um, Ayo uh, Ed Debiri, sorry if I butcher that name, joins. She joins the cast in a secret role. So is this going to be another character on the team? Moon Dragon, Tigra, Songberg, Shanna the She Devil. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if there's still talk about them going to Savage Land, you know, I could see Shanna the She Devil since she has that connection there to both mm -hmm. Thunderbolts and the Savage Land. Um, so yeah, interesting to see who she ends up being and what role she plays in the team because right now it's a secret role. Mm -hmm. hmm. Um, in an Instagram post, Marvel Studios director of visual development Andy Park explained that Thunderbolts is serving as a sequel to Black Widow. He basically said in his Instagram post, it's like a Black Widow sequel and these movies are connected or something. It's going to get interesting. Hmm. So. I'm just trying to work that out in my head. Yeah. Like but, how? You get, but you got Val introduced in that movie. You got Yelena who's the, you know, the introduction there. You know, maybe there's more stuff to what was going on with Dracoff and other things behind the scenes. Maybe Val was kind of the mastermind behind all that kind of stuff that we don't know about. Um, but this you is know, definitely, definitely this, this is a Yelena movie, isn't yeah. It? It is yeah, easy, which I'm not overly bothered about seeing more Yelena, but I'm just sad that they're attaching the Thunderbolts to it, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, you do a Black Widow 2 circle around a Yelena, Lou Thunderbolts yeah. out of it, and make yeah. a Thunderbolts proper film, yeah, totally. I'd be quite yeah. happy to do that, I'd be quite happy to watch a movie about Yelena, but she doesn't need to be in a Thunderbolts movie, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like Elena's going to end up running point for the team, though. I mean, yeah. like, she's going to... I mean, I thought it was going to be Bucky, honestly, like, it, when we were just talking about this in the beginning. But now, kind of after saying that, it kind of sounds like Elena's going to be kind of like the, hey, let's point us in a direction here and get us moving here. Like, she's going to be kind of their leader in a, in a sense. But I think there's going to, of course, be conflicts and stuff yep. with other members on the team. Maybe mm. she becomes Sentry. There's a twist right there. Boom. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe there's a twist in this movie where she becomes Sentry. Maybe she gets the 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 serum. Jarin, get out. Hey, get out. Hey, hey. All I'm saying, all all I'm saying is, Black Widow one threw us a curveball with Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. True, Black yeah. Widow two probably gonna throw us a th throw us a curveball with Sentry. Watch. It's, if they did that, I think everybody would just be sitting in the movie theater again. Well, we would anyway. Just going, huh? But yeah. I mean, we're already kind of sitting here going, huh, with the roster, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, there's gonna be a curveball thrown here, so yeah, yeah, you're probably not wrong, yeah, yeah. Um, from the chat comments, weird, right, or was it just me about you know the whole thing here about the movie? And then someone also goes, that's it, Andy, why call it Thunderbolts? Mm -hmm. Just call it Black Widow, too, yeah, exactly. Um, moving on, um, Wakanda Forever has some, like, uh, hold on a second, let me go back to the chat. I'm hoping Val, seen as Madam Hydra, then Ross gets control of the team and half the roster changes partway through the film. That would be a good twist right there, too, as well. Uh -huh. You know, where she is Madam Hydra, and she's, you know, like I said, working both sides and then goes full-on villain in this movie. That's, that's more point. like it. That's a yeah. better, that's a more realistic twist. I like it. <laughs> Jorin's gone crazy. And hey! Then... <laughs> And then the soldier serum is being developed by Hydra there if they created yep. the century. And then yeah. that's like a boom, you know? Like, Ooh. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, kind of forever. Um, they have gotten some Academy Award nominations. So, best makeup and hairstyling, best visual effects, best original song, best costume design, and Angela Bassett for best supporting actress. So, do you know what I was, um, I was looking at? Got, uh, you know, I know you guys know it, and I won't going to spell it out now. But I come up with an idea. It's nothing amazing, but I come up with an idea the other day. So I started looking into the categories for Academy Awards. There's so many categories for Academy Awards. I did not realize yeah. there's literally an Academy. For, there's an award for everything. And it you said there about um, what was the first one? Hair and makeup. Uh, and hair. Best makeup and hairstyling. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, obviously, super super talented people that do makeup and hair in 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 movies and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't realize there was an Academy Award for it until last week. Yeah, there's an Academy Award for a lot of things. You only see the major ones during the yes. actual broadcast, but then you see like those little text things that come on the screen saying earlier tonight, blah, 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 got an award, you know, so they, they do it. all that stuff. Yep, but they, they kind of fast track it during the actual production for the major awards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so sorry, can you repeat what they were, Jaren? So makeup and hair. Uh, visual effects, original song, costume design, and then supporting actress for Angela Bassett. Is the original song Rihanna's uh, yes. song? Yes. Lift is. me up. Whatever yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So uh, a costume design, I can I completely see that. I think the costumes in that in both of those movies have been uh, amazing, and uh, and yeah, Angela Bassett was was captivating. So yeah. Visual effects too. Just look how they build out everything in those films. You know, the just the, all that you know to go along with the costumes. Yeah, I think so, a lot of the a lot of the underwater stuff was very very good in that, wasn't it? Yep. Mm -hmm. Is Avatar up for a, a visual effects as well? Do you know? Uh, uh, I don't know. I probably I don't. I wouldn't doubt it though. It, it it's got to be. I mean, to be fair, I know I know the story was very simple, but actually they it was quite self indulgent about how obvious it was that they was like, look at our good effects. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they sort of showed you these effects over and over again just to show them off, and you're like, yeah, okay, we get it. They're really really good. <laughs> Um, moving on to Loki, uh, there is a season two rumor. Uh, one variant of Kang in Loki season two is an inventor in the past wanting to buy stuff from people to affect the future, and Loki is trying to stop him. Now, my initial thought went to went to be, is this Sonny Birch's buyer? 
and uh, he's got to be uh, Victor like Timely, surely. I yeah, say Mr. Griffin. No, I'll say Victor Timely or somebody related to Victor Timely over the years, but this screams to me Sonny Birch's buyer. We never found out who it was. Now we know that King's getting introduced through Ant-Man movie. He was in Ant-Man the Wasp. Does this kind of tie into that whole thing with Sonny Birch, the special buyer? He hmm. won at Quantum Tech. Hmm. So. Yeah, maybe he's trying to get... Yeah, maybe... Yeah, he did want a quantum tick, so maybe he's trying to get Kang out of the quantum realm. Yep. Maybe Kang's trying to get him to get himself out of the quantum realm. Yeah. Maybe it's like one of those things where you see in the movies, like there'll be like some entity like trapped in a realm, and it's like the person's trying to like free them. That way they can, they're like their servant, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. free you kind of type thing. And it's like that, maybe. You know, you, you know what I just did there? I just sort of scratched my head. I want to get that timey wimey kind of like headache where you're like, wait, what? Wait, what's going on? And just try, oh, really yeah. had to try and think about how this is all going to work and all this is going to work together. Yeah. Um, there's always been some rumors about Quake returning uh, mm. and being in the MCU. Um, Chloe Bennett, uh, did she confirm this in a tweet that she is returning? So Charles Murphy, a multi multiverse, I can't talk, uh, was going back and forth with people on Twitter about her. And she quotes, he did one of his tweets saying, Hey, man, you seem like a mean loser. Also, I have a strong feeling your tweets aren't going to age well. Hmm. Yeah. Because everyone's been going at him about her return. He's like, you know, kind of going back and forth with them. And she kind of almost confirmed it in a tweet, it seems. So yeah. maybe do we see her in Secret Invasion? Do we see her in another project? You know, she's more of a shield-tied person. So Secret Invasion kind of does make sense. If she's going to return, I'm trying to think what other project is she returning right now. Miss so Marvel Season 2. That could work too. Yes, good point. Mm -hmm. Or the Marvels, even. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Very you know possibly. what though? You say that though, Alex. I think that's a good chat because I think she she would she would work quite well in that environment. The feel of that project. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't. Maybe I could imagine her maybe in Secret Invasion if they kind of tweaked her her approach. But she's she's <laughs> got that softer approach that I think would work in, like alongside um, Imam Vellani. Um, mm -hmm. In, in, in Miss Marvel season two, yeah, for sure. But um, my, son, my son's watching Agents of Shield now. He's, I think, he's on like season four or five. I think he's actually gone beyond where I stopped watching it. Um, no, <laughs> I didn't stop watching. It. You laugh, but I, that sounds that sounds like I stopped watching it because I, I didn't want to watch it anymore. As in, you know, okay. I got bored of it. <laughs> it's right. You, you can admit, admit it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. I think it just fell out of it, to be totally honest, because it yeah. probably just didn't interest me. And I can't. You know, you lose. You lose the rhythm, don't you? And then you kind of you're gone. Um, but he's watching it again, and and actually, I catch it every now and again when I'm watching it, and I do quite like her actually. I, I don't mind her at all. I wouldn't mind her coming back to him to you, but I want Colson as well. And yeah. honestly, Agents of Sealed have so far have done outside of cartoons they've done humans properly. I, I thought they handled in humans very well in agents mm -hmm. of sealed where that TV show was a straight dumpster fire. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, they, they made black bolt, like a giant toddler that doesn't mm -hmm. understand like basic communication. And he's like a King of a nation, you know, on the moon. So it's like, he comes to earth and he doesn't really seem to understand anything. They messed up Medusa in that show. I mean, Quake is an inhuman. Miss Marvel was originally inhuman. I know she's a mutant now, but that's I mean, a good shout, would, actually. Yeah, you know, like, I didn't even they, think about it like that. Is that what you were saying? Like I didn't even think about it like that. Of course, yeah, she's yeah. inhuman. So I mean, it'd be a nice little push to push those two together. I think. 
And then she, yeah, you know, was... now you bring back up that they made Miss Marvel a uh, 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 mutant instead of a human in the MCU. Well, they make Quake a mutant as well. Mm-hmm. That's a good shout. Um, uh, Bobby, Bobby Morse, so Mockingbird in mm-hmm. the show. I really liked her. Um, I Adrian Pelinki, Pelinki. I can't remember what her actual name is, but I really liked her. I thought she was really cool. Yep, mm-hmm. really good stuff. Really good scenes. I thought she was a good actress. I thought she done well in it. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'd I'd be well up for seeing Chloe Bennett as Quake again. Yeah. Yep, I think uh, anyone returning from that series outside of Coulson, I think she's probably up there as one of my mm-hmm. top people returning. Which I would love to see them bring back Coulson, but they did his character so weird in the later seasons of that where they like killed him off and then brought him back as a life Isn't model decoy, yep. which is kind of a weird little touch because in the first Avengers movie, Tony is like, you know, you've reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark, so it's kind of like that connection, but yeah. So. And they could have made him a life model decoy the entire time instead of so, doing the whole Project Tahiti thing. That would have been so much better. Yeah. Yes. That would have been so much better. Um, Eternals, this is interesting, was the most watched MCU movie on Disney Plus in 2022. It was also the only MCU movie in the top 15 at number 13 of the top 15 movies on Disney Plus. I'm going to put that down to the pandemic. Yeah. And the, time, and the timing of it more than anything else. Because Black Widow was released in the summer, wasn't it, of 21? Yep. Yes. And then Eternals was in the fall. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so, so yeah, so Black Widow came out and everyone was like, yeah, great, we can go and do stuff again. They was like telling everybody to go out and do stuff, weren't they? And then, yeah, Black, Eternals was in the fall when everyone was like, oh, wait a minute, we're going to get locked down again and, you know, we're going to need to release this. And then cinema shut again. They did over here at least. So I think that probably is a lot to do with that but wasn't black widow the one where you could get it the same day streaming for an extra cost though yeah it was so yeah you no, would you... figure black widow would have gotten that title true then. true but it had the opportunity to go back to the cinema where yeah, it was true. like the first big movie to go back to the cinema since covid had, had been a thing so i think i mean I, I took advantage of that i was like i can't wait to go to the cinema just to see anything i don't care what it was you know and um yeah so that i think but where eternals probably didn't have that luxury Mm-hmm. From the chat, those Disney Plus statistics don't make any sense. I feel like other movies are probably more popular. I, I don't know because maybe a lot of people decide to also skip going to the theater for Eternals once it once it went to streaming too. Like Andy was saying, That's what I'm saying yeah. yeah, they they probably watched it or they watched it again on rewatch on streaming because so it, it could make sense. But it was the only MCU movie in the top fifteen at number thirteen. So mm-hmm. um, closing out with uh, some Fantastic Four stuff. Um, and and then a, a casting that's not tied to any project too will be the last thing. So, Fantastic Four. There's a rumor that Ryan Gosling is a front runner for Fantastic Four. Rumor doesn't say which character, but there's been chatter of Reed Richards and Ben Grimm. Hmm. I don't see him as Reed. I mean, I could see him as Ben Grimm in human form. I don't see him voicing Ben Grimm as the thing, though. I almost think that if they did this with him, that he could be Grimm as human form before he could transform into the thing. And then maybe bring someone else in to voice the thing. I don't know. It just seems, you know, I, I don't see him as Doom. I, I don't see him as, as Johnny Storm unless they're going with an older thing here. He could probably do Johnny Storm. That's what I was older, just thinking. An older one. He's but probably the know. only one that I'd accept him. I don't, I don't yeah. think I'd want him as Reed. I don't think he's got... He doesn't hold that that stature. I don't think I mean, I, I liked him in The Nice Guys and in um, Blade Runner 
the, the new Blade yeah. Runner movie. So I could see him pull off a Grimm, you know, combining those kind of things. You know, his character and Nice Guys and, and Blade Runner kind of combine those together. Possibly pulling off Grimm. I just don't hear him voicing Grimm mm. once Grimm is the thing. Mm. So. Yeah, I just, you know, you know, when they introduce Reed in Multiverse Madness, you know, the smartest man alive. Like, I just don't see them going, here's the smartest man alive, and then it's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, no, I think Ryan Gosling. No, I don't, I don't. That's not at all. I, I, like you said, Joe, and I've, I've liked him in a few things that he's done. I just don't see that being him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, multiverse of madness, it does seem like that Krasinski's not returning in this role. From more mm-hmm. chatter out there. Yeah, we had that on, a new. Yeah, we had that in the group the other day. Somebody said, well, "How would you feel if Krasinski was, you know, Reed?" And I think most people, the general consensus was probably disappointed. Yeah, there, there's an article I shared too. They had like ten people that that could be Reed Richards. There's some good options in there. Um, I still like Cavill. I don't like Cavill though being Reed. He was one of them. Who? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. I don't yeah, see him as Reed no. Richards. You know, I he, he could pull up Doom to me. You mm. know, but I don't see him as as Reed. So yeah, after mm-hmm. seeing them in uh, Rogue, is it Rogue Nation? The last Mission Impossible, the one where he was in it as a baddie. He was great in that as a baddie. Yeah. He had that that kind of that arrogant baddie presence that I think would be really good as Doom. Um, there's more rumors that Galactus is the villain of the movie, but now the rumor is saying that Galactus has already been cast, but Ooh. the actor is not known yet. Hmm. So, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, and the last but not least of the news, Jonah Zhao has reportedly been has reportedly joined Marvel as the lead female role in an undisclosed undisclosed Disney Plus project. Who is that, Jorian? I don't know who that is. She is an Asian actress. Um I'm trying to think which um she actually was cast before in Marvel, but she was cut out of the project. Um okay. hold on, let me look it up real quick. I can't remember so, which project it was. So, um, I'm just trying to think. So, you say she's an Asian actress. Could could she be um, somewhere along the lines of Colin Wing? Or could she be something to do with Shang-Chi? Maybe. Or are they going to mix up, um, you know, the origins of somebody? Um, I'm not sure. She was removed from Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, okay. So, she was in it, but she got pulled. She was removed from it. So... As do we Disney. know as what sort of role she had? Um, obviously not a character. But yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying to see here. Uh, it's weird. That was a long time ago, too. Ho- oh yeah, Spider- homecoming. Yeah. I was just, I just yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Homecoming. She filmed. She filmed the, for the project, um, but was removed, and she was never seen in the final project or his two sequels. Um, she had a mystery role in Homecoming. Wow. You couldn't say anything what it was. So I, was, I, was say, I wonder whether it's the same role. Silk? Hmm. Yeah. Um, what other Spider-Man adjacent person could she be? But then it, it, it sorry, what was the rumors she's been cast in a Disney Plus show? Yeah, so it can't be yeah, so uh, it can't be a Spider-Man a, character. That's what I was just about to say, yeah. Do you think she could be the MCU's Electra? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um could she also be um, White Tiger in the MCU? I kind of got my head around General Tiger being White Tiger, but yeah, she could be. <laughs> you know when you know when people say something enough, 
Like, I'm still convinced that Zach Efron's going to be Wolverine, even though I've only got. I'm the but only it's you saying that, though. I'm just going to be beating myself up when it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, no, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you said about White Tiger, it's like we've discussed it. There's, there's that great. Um, uh, fan art that I think you shared, Alex, of General Ortega as White Tiger, and you're like, yeah, okay, that's happening now. You know, don't know when you say anybody else, you're like, no, but General Ortega's bad. No, nobody said that. <laughs> Nobody's actually said that. Just us. Because mm-hmm. White Tiger is Spider-Man adjacent, but also mm-hmm. she can she's not a Spider-Man character. Just, I was just about to say, I wonder yeah. where the rights live. Yeah, where the rights live for that person. I mean, she like I said she could be calling Wing in the MCU. They could be doing Iron Fist thing with with her as calling wing um it's a shame if they don't bring back um jessica, jessica henwick, henwick yeah she could she, she could she could be electra you know yeah. um she i don't know i have to thank here oh um, the oh, homecoming's a, a weird time to kind of put her in there because it would be high school be, yeah it'd be like maybe a high school related thing but hmm. Which is the white tiger thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, mine was totally different. I was going to finish on something totally different. Okay. But Um, yeah, but interesting to see what she ends up being and what project it is. Um, I wonder, maybe it could... I don't know, maybe one of the special presentations. Maybe she's one of those. Maybe she's in like something on the cosmic side or even mm. ghost rider tide maybe who yeah. knows we might be looking in the complete opposite yeah. r- uh, area here it might like you say be some nova totally, project yeah it might be something totally different yeah so yeah um now all i was going to finish on is just talking about electra and it just got me thinking of um the defenders saga on the netflix so i'm up to uh about halfway through punisher now um I gotta say something really bad here. Do you know what? Uh, this is the second time I've watched Punisher now, and it's actually not as good as the others. I don't feel for me. Like I'm not as interested in it. Like I don't mind it, and John Berthnall's good, but I'm like, come on. It's a different like, style and tone than the rest. The, the rest kind is. of have a similar common theme, kind of tone, but Punisher mm. is kind of an outlier when it comes to the whole Defender saga. It, you yeah. know the way the way the, the way they do it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You you're right. I just haven't, yeah, I've, I've kind of, yeah, you're absolutely right, actually. It's kind of like the Defenders, I've almost like the Defenders, the limited series, almost finished it. And now I've, it's almost like I've started something completely different. And it's not because there's no ties or no links or anything like that. That's not what I mean. That's But like you say, it's like tonally it is different. Um, but, um, and, and that's not to say I don't like it. I'm just not as involved in it. You know, I find myself checking my phone a little bit, do you know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh, what's over there? You know, rather than really focused on the uh, on the action on the screen. But um, but still, I'm getting there. But I've still got like loads of shows left, so I'm still looking forward to it. But uh, and you're anyway. talking about the Punisher specifically, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the Punisher is kind of like you remember that scene in Daredevil where he like shoots from like another building top mm-hmm. and like helps Daredevil like while he's fighting somebody and he turns and looks and he's just like yeah like I'm I'm here you know off at a distance but I'm yeah. still here kind of type of thing <laughs> like I feel like that's kind of Punisher's thing in the Netflix shows is is like he's kind of a part of it but he's really not at the same time he's kind of like a one man army he does his own thing you know yeah so even even the show is like him in the show <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah. You know? yeah i see what you're saying yeah so it's, it's, i'm not uh, i think it, i think it's well produced i think the acting's good i think the storyline is decent i'm just not quite as into it and as focused on it as i have been on the others 
Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that, you know, I'm still watching it, and it and it's it's cool. And John Berthnow is good. He is good. Um, there you go. Somebody said like, a way different tone. He's not a hero. Yeah. Even a, not even a reluctant hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you're not wrong. Actually, he's very much. Uh, I just. He actually, funnily enough, looping it back round to uh, next Avengers and the Hulk. He's kind of like, just leave me alone. I just don't want to get involved in this. Like, I just want to be left alone most of the time. But uh, and that's exactly what Hulk's on. Um, guys, good episode. I, I, I'm really surprised we got that much uh, conversation out of next Avengers Heroes of Tomorrow. That's great. Uh, we'll do this again sometime. We'll pick another animated movie or maybe even another non MCU Marvel movie. Maybe like the original Daredevil or something like that, and we'll have a watch of that. And <laughs> Alex just shaking his head, going, "Not no. that, not that." Please. <laughs> Any other movie other than that? We should pick another uh, Disney Plus, or we should pick a car- another cartoon on Disney Plus. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I tell, you, I tell you what. Anybody that's uh, listening, watching, maybe make a suggestion. I got an idea, real quick. Go on. We should probably do those King episodes on either Earth's Mightiest Heroes Ooh. or Avengers Assemble. Talk about that King storyline before Quantumania comes out. That's, That's cool. a great idea. I tell you what, what um, well, we can do this off air, but why don't we do it on air? Why don't you research what ones they are? Let us know and we'll watch them and maybe we'll do that next week because we haven't got long. We'll have next week and then a preview episode and then we'll be in for our review episode the week after. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll, I'll Superb. put in our chat. Okay. Um, Alex, John, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. I think we've had RMC, Jamie, other Jamie. I think Ruben was on there as well. Um, I'm not sure whoever else was there, but thank you guys for listening live. Um, catch you again. See, See you guys. Week. Why don't you tell them about the time we faced you? All right. Well, as I remember. At Avenger Headquarters.